This is Chapter 45 of A Tramp Abroad. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A Tramp Abroad by Mark Twain, Chapter 45, A Catastrophe Which Cost Eleven Lives, Perished at the Verge of Safety. On the 5th of September, 1870, a caravan of eleven persons departed from Chamonix to make the ascent of Mont Blanc. Three of the party were tourists, Messrs. Randall and Bean, Americans, and Mr. George Corkendale, a Scotch gentleman. There were three guides and five porters. The cabin on the Grand Mulet was reached that day. The ascent was resumed early the next morning, September 6th. The day was fine and clear, and the movements of the party were observed through the telescopes of Chamonix. At two o'clock in the afternoon they were seen to reach the summit. A few minutes later they were seen making the first steps of the descent. Then a cloud closed around them and hid them from view. Eight hours passed. The cloud still remained. Night came. No one had returned to the Grand Mulet. Sylvain Coutet, keeper of the cabin there, suspected a misfortune, and sent down to the valley for help. A detachment of guides went up, but by the time they had made the tedious trip and reached the cabin, a raging storm had set in. They had to wait. Nothing could be attempted in such a tempest. The wild storm lasted more than a week without ceasing, but on the 17th Coutet, with several guides, left the cabin and succeeded in making the ascent. In the snowy wastes near the summit they came upon five bodies, lying upon their sides in a reposeful attitude which suggested that possibly they had fallen asleep there, while exhausted with fatigue and hunger and benumbed with cold, and never knew when death stole upon them. Coutet moved a few steps further and discovered five more bodies. The eleventh corpse, that of a porter, was not found, although diligent search was made for it. In the pocket of Mr. Bean, one of the Americans, was found a notebook in which had been penciled some sentences which admit us, in flesh and spirit, as it were, to the presence of these men during their last hours of life, and to the grisly horrors which their fading vision looked upon, and their failing consciousnesses took cognizance of. Tuesday, September 6. I have made the ascent of Mont Blanc with ten persons, eight guides, and Mr. Corkendale and Mr. Randall. We reached the summit at half-past two. Immediately after quitting it, we were enveloped in clouds of snow. We passed the night in a grotto hollowed in the snow, which afforded us but poor shelter, and I was ill all night. September 7, morning. The cold is excessive. The snow falls heavily and without interruption. The guides take no rest. Evening. My dear Hesse, we have been two days on Mont Blanc, in the midst of a terrible hurricane of snow. We have lost our way, and are in a hole scooped in the snow at an altitude of fifteen thousand feet. I have no longer any hope of descending. They had wandered around and around in the blinding snowstorm, hopelessly lost, in a space only a hundred yards square, and when cold and fatigue vanquished them at last, they scooped their cave and lay down there to die by inches, unaware that five steps more would have brought them into the truth-path. They were so near to life and safety as that, and did not suspect it. The thought of this gives the sharpest pang that the tragic story conveys. The author of the Histoire du Mont Blanc introduced the closing sentences of Mr. Bean's pathetic record thus, 
here the characters are large and unsteady the hand which traces them is become chilled and torpid but the spirit survives and the faith and resignation of the dying man are expressed with a sublime simplicity perhaps this notebook will be found and sent to you we have nothing to eat my feet are already frozen and i am exhausted i have strength to write only a few words more i have left means for c's education i know you will employ them wisely i die with faith in god and with loving thoughts of you farewell to all we shall meet again in heaven i think of you always it is the way of the alps to deliver death to their victims with a merciful swiftness but here the rule failed these men suffered the bitterest death that has been recorded in the history of those mountains freighted as that history is with grisly tragedies end of chapter forty five